so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, oh, there's another puppy scam. I had to keep you up to date on it and let you know how to protect yourself from having somebody take advantage of you and your wallet. And speaking of which, coming up yet later, there's one financial product that has been the source of so much heartache in the wallet for so many people, and it's annuities. And I want to tell you some developments going on with annuities that are important for you to know about how these things can work for you or more often work very much to your detriment. I want to talk right now about something that is great if you are not a vegetarian. Vegetarians? Well, this isn't going to help you because we are looking at record amounts of chickens and cows and all that being uh, available for, yes, cows would be slaughter, cattle for slaughter, chickens, I don't know what you call when they become uh, a Chick-fil-A sandwich or whatever, however they become that. Anyway, there is a great oversupply across the entire meat eater kind of thing from pigs to chickens to cattle and the supply levels going to the U.S. Department of Agriculture are quite, quite large and the result is going to be a great year for meat eaters of all kinds that you're going to see uh, better deals in the supermarket on various types of meat, chicken, pork, and Uh, beef, and you're going to see restaurants in a position to offer potentially better deals and specials on those items, although the restaurateurs are really suffering because of the labor costs right now. But where you'll see it the most is on the supermarket shelves that the cost for meat eaters of getting that meal on the table is going to be much more favorable. For vegetarians, you always have the thing that you're going to be healthier, you're going to give longer than those of us that are meatitarians. so you always have that in your corner. So I, I don't know that I could ever not be a meatitarian. My wife was a vegetarian until she was pregnant with um, our middle child, and she found herself craving meat so badly. One day she was in the supermarket. I forget how many months along she was. And she went back to the meat section, grabbed a thing of corned beef, ripped open the package, and ate it right out of the bag. You know, women will tell you that when they're pregnant, it's like an alien has taken over their body. And she's always, uh, she still eats a, a lot of, a vegetarian diet, but she has to have meat as part of her diet now. I don't know if it's psychological or what it is, but she's back on that side of the ledger with me now. Bill is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Bill. 
Yes, hi. How are you? Great, thank you, Bill. How can I be of service to you? Well, I've been reading a lot uh, recently because I'm in that age where people are supposed to do that dirty word, retire, um, about how much... (laughs) Never retire uh, if you don't want to. I I couldn't agree with that statement more. That should be etched in stone everywhere. Um, And and I was in a situation where I had to, for medical reasons. Oh, I'm sorry. No, but what has happened is that there seems to be a turnaround, you know, Modern science is great, and so I, you know, it looks like I will have more longevity than I thought I had. And uh, my concern is I'm trying to figure out what the formula is for enough cash flow in retirement. And you see all sorts of uh, uh, standard, uh, you know, live in this area, and it's only going to cost you $4,000 a month. Uh, You need to be making, you know, 75% of your uh, you know, earned income at the present time, which in a lot of cases is ridiculous. I mean, if you, if, you know, you, you can't make that much money in retirement. So I was wondering, is there any standard reading that you would well, there's a standard. There's kind of a standard accepted formula. Okay. And that is if you're not going to end up broke, is that you need to be able to live on 4% of the assets you have. So whatever okay. it is you have in savings or IRAs, whatever available funds that you only spend four cents of that in a year. And that that then you'll never run out of money because, you know, everybody's lifestyle is different. So trying to figure out, well, you got to have this many dollars in order to be able to live. It's really more uh, trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, if you have social security, you know, that is that much money and if you have any kind of employer pension of any kind you're going to get it's that much money a month and then okay. the other part of it is what savings you have in retirement accounts or savings accounts or cds or uh, mutual funds or whatever and so you add all those together and figure out what four percent of that is add it to the social security you have and if you do have any do you have any kind of pension or is it just social security no, uh, no we, we do have pensions from the uh, from the military well thank you for your service well so, thank you so you take those two things the military pension and you are getting social security too yes so you take those two and then you see if four percent of your of the rest of what you have if that amount of money added to those other two things is that enough for you to live on and if it is then you know yes i've got enough money if the answer is no then it means that you may need to get a part-time job or whatever in order to supplement income okay and so each year the idea is that you would spend four percent of that money you know what you've got at that point and the math says you'll be able to cover inflation and likely never run out of money if you stick your annual spending at no more than 4% of the money you've got. Okay. And if you want a much more precise and personalized answer, I can recommend to you that you go buy an hour or two of time from someone who is a Garrett Planning Network person. Those are fee-only planners that can answer your questions about money and look at your overall picture 
and see if you're okay. going to be okay or if there are danger signals on the horizon for you. Okay. Okay. So that would be um, that would be an alternative. Okay. Um, yeah, I have a. I've never broached this issue with my financial planner, so I will broach it with him. Uh, he's he's very good. Okay. And I, but I, I just you know, I respect your opinions on things. I've read a lot of articles underneath your blog, <laughs> which are, are you know have been very helpful thank you very much well absolutely and i'm glad that i have been able to be of service to you and a lot of people in retirement worry they're going to outlive their money or that are they spending too much spending too little and getting to those answers creates a lot more peace of mind especially younger in retirement if the numbers are flashing a danger signal that maybe you do need to go back to work at least part-time to cover what would be a gap later on. Todd is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Todd. How you doing? I'm great. Hi, Clark. I really appreciate you talking to me today. I thank you. Oh, sure. Hey, as a result of listening to you for years and years and years and using your website and your blog, I'm, I'm in my mid-50s. I'm retired. I've got a good pension. I've got good health, no debt, and I'm ready to start traveling a little more. Uh, but I want—I I don't want to travel like Bill Gates. I want to travel like Clark Howard travels. So, uh, so you mean my size private jet versus Bill Gates? Absolutely, yes, exactly. I, think uh, I actually don't. No, I actually. On it. <laughs> I call you know when people ask me if I have my own plane, I say yeah, it's called Southwest. Absolutely. It goes everywhere I need. <laughs> well, the, the problem I'm having, well, uh, one of the good things I have is I'm very flexible. Uh, times and dates and locations don't matter. The problem I run into is when I go to these travel sites, they always want me to put in a destination airport. And I want to know from my, from my uh, departure airport, I want to know the deals that I can go to. I don't care. It can be San Francisco, San Diego, San Anywhere Antonio, that's San a deal. Juan. Yeah. All right. Let me help you with that. So uh, you've probably heard of Kayak, right? Yes, sir. Kayak has a tool that's great. When the deal is you want to travel, you don't care necessarily where it is. You want to go wherever the deal is. Correct. Kayak has a tool called Kayak Explore. And with Kayak Explore, you can take your your home city or even also others nearby and you can go to it and put in a time of year or just let it tell you whatever wherever and it will tell you the the best deal available to places all over the united states or all over the world wow like what's your closest major airport where you live our departure is almost always Lambert in St. Louis. Okay. So St. Louis is a very interesting case because St. Louis uh, used to be a hub airport, and now it's not because of, uh, you know, first TWA went away, and then American didn't see the need for the hub, and so it put St. Louis into a more expensive situation in terms of air travel Mm -hmm. um, at first, but now it's led to lower prices 
in St. Louis. And like I'm looking at Kayak Explorer right now, and most everywhere in the country is very inexpensive from St. Louis, including um, there are places out of St. Louis that are uh, turbo cheap where you can go at under $100 potentially round trip. I'm looking at some places that are as little as $58 round trip out of St. Louis. So if you go to Kayak Explorer, you can see all over the country say, well, I never really thought about going there, but gosh, like today, San Francisco's 198 round trip, Las Vegas, 109 round trip. And you can just say, well, I'd love to go there. Let me go there. Oh, look at this deal to Asia right now, that kind of stuff. And so Kayak Explorer is a great tool for you. Now, the other one I would look at, do you have any interest in international travel or only domestic? Oh, no. International is, is just as cool. All right. Then you got to know about a subscription service called Scott's Cheap Flights. Scott Cheap Flights. Scott's, S-C-O-T-T-S, cheapflights.com. Okay. And this is a guy named Scott Kyes who searches for deals that randomly pop up all over the world, and you'll see amazing fare offers that are really, really extraordinary. You'll find that for you, a lot of the best deals, unfortunately, are going to be from Chicago, which is a haul for you from St. Louis, but international... I am I am right in the in the middle of Chicago and St. Louis, right smack dab in the middle of Illinois. Well, then use Kayak Explorer for um, out of both Chicago and St. Louis, but you'll find the Scotts deals are overwhelmingly going to be from Chicago. That'll okay. get you to places around the world at fairs you can't even imagine would be that cheap. So it's going to be a great opportunity for you to see almost everywhere you could think of over time and never spend a lot of money doing it today's clark rageous moment is just way past mean something i talked about last november has become even a bigger problem since then it's pet leasing scams ripoffs outrages it's a clark rageous moment Federal Trade Commission wants you to know that when you go to get a new dog, most often it's a dog that this is involved with, and they say they'll finance it for you. The seller or pet store or whatever says they'll finance it. Be wary. A lot of these offers are actually leases, like leasing a car, and the whole idea is to get you all attached to the pet that you have gotten. And then later, after you paid the payments for typically a year or 18 months, they say, okay, that'll now be another zillion dollars, or we're taking your pet away from you. It is beyond cruel, mean-spirited, and is seldom properly disclosed that when ever a seller offers to finance there's such a great chance that they're not doing anything at all other than tricking you your wallet and your heart and if 
you are looking at a pet and the only way you can afford that pet is to take out a loan to get that pet, why don't you instead go to the Humane Society or something like that and get a pet that is looking for a home that you can take home for almost no money instead of one that you would have to take out a loan for in any case. So it solves two problems, protects your wallet, and at the same time takes care of an animal who is just looking for a good home and some love. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Whenever somebody brings up the word annuity on our show, I immediately stop them and say, this is a family show, no cussing allowed. Because in our world, annuities are a four-letter word. I don't care how many letters they have in the word. Because annuities have been used as a way to take advantage of millions of Americans selling you a product with extremely high fees, massive fees, massive commissions, and then pour salt in the wounds, what are known as surrender charges, where you have to pay if you realize that you've been had by a salesperson taking advantage of you, you have to pay huge penalties to get out of it. But wait, it gets worse. A lot of the annuities peddled because the massive commissions have abysmal tax treatment, like something that has been popular over the years called a variable annuity, has grossly inferior tax treatment to just owning a regular mutual fund or index fund, particularly compared to an index fund. And the industry is one that wears a scarlet letter because of the fact that so many people have been hurt so badly by the business. The annuity industry, though, was going through an entire period of uh, reform because of a new rule that was going to require that people selling them had to be fiduciaries, meaning they had to do what was in your best interest instead of what would line their pockets or get them the free trip to Hawaii or get them the new boat or whatever it was where they enrich themselves and hurt you. Well, that whole thing with the fiduciary standard is now debt because of politics. But anyway, the result is that insurance companies that move at a glacial pace have already reformed a lot of their products and now in the marketplace and there are rare cases where certain types of annuities make sense for example I love something referred to as a life annuity or immediate payout annuity where you can take a sum of money and turn it into a monthly check for as long as you live kind of like creating your own pension well because of what was going to be the new rules, there are now a lot of these that pay out a lot more money because you don't have all those commissions eating it up. 
In addition, interest rates are higher, so you're going to do better on those. And so there is also another kind I love called a longevity annuity, which is one that instead of trying to figure out how long you're going to live because aunt whoever lived to be 102 and you're trying to figure out how in the world am I going to pay for my life till I'm 102, a longevity annuity usually starting at age 80 or 85, you buy them when you're younger, sends you a huge check every month because most people are going to die before that point. So if you're one of the lucky ones that lives, the money you put in usually in your 60s will generate a huge monthly check for you in your 80s and beyond. So you only have to worry about getting to that birthday and then after that the insurance company is going to take care of you. That's another annuity product that can be great for you. And now there are a number of them that don't have all the commissions in them and have low costs built into them. So the money you'd have later in life is so much higher. Now, a number of states are fighting back against the insurance industry. And New York is the first one out of the box that I'm aware of that is requiring insurance companies to do what's in your best interest anyway, in spite of the rollback of that at the federal level. Insurance historically has been regulated by the states, and I hope that state after state will rein in the crooked players in the insurance industry. And let me tell you something. There are a lot of very good people in the insurance industry. It's just been unfortunate that annuity sales have ended up with a lot of people who have no conscience, no morals. They're sociopaths. And they just want to take advantage of you and the pile of money you might have and make you poorer by making themselves richer. And that's why anytime anybody's ever pitching an annuity today, many times they won't even call it an annuity because people are more aware of the problems with annuities. So they may call it a life income product or a guaranteed income product or something and never use the word annuity so that your radar doesn't go up. Anytime you're going to buy anything, you got to know what it is and be aware with insurance company contracts. You might be handed something that's 60, 80, 100 pages long, full of legal mumbo jumbo. No legit investment would ever have anything like that attached to it. Agnes is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Agnes. Oh, hello, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Agnes. Now, you want to save for retirement. Tell me about that. Uh, well, I'm 38 with actually no savings, no investments towards my retirement. I never invested in any 401k with the company that I work for. I always thought that I still have time and I'm close to be 40 years old and I don't think I have that much time left. You got plenty of time left and I will tell you that most people don't think about it till about age 40. So know that you're right in there with most people, okay? Oh, okay. Thank you. And don't feel guilty about it. You start when you start and you do what you can do, okay? Okay. So, so you um, you said though, Agnes, I want to I want to make sure I understood this. You said you do have access to a 401k but you're not participating? That is correct. 
right? Do you know that 401k that's available to you? Do they offer, if you'll put money in, do they offer a match on it? They don't match us. The company that I work for do not match us at all. Okay. And a lot of people, when there's not a match, don't really get around to it. So the matches are really good as a way to get people into the system and get them in the habit of saving. So you've got a couple of things you could do. One that I'd like for you at 38 to look at, since there is no company match, is setting up an automatic contribution every pay period or once a month into a Roth IRA. A Roth IRA allows you to put aside up to, from zero, up to $5,500 in a year. And I'd really like for you to get started in a Roth. And in a Roth one. And I want to not make it... the traditional one. Uh, I want you to do Roth, not traditional, because tax rates are likely lower now than they're going to be in the future. And so it's better to pay tax on your paycheck and use after-tax money to go into the Roth IRA so the money won't be taxed again. And I'd keep it really simple. Uh, you're probably going to work, what, another 25 years is what you're guessing? That's yes. All right. So you could look at like a 2045 fund in a Roth IRA or even a 401k usually, but always in a Roth you can put money into what's known as a target retirement fund for the year kind of close to when you think you're going to retire. So if you just, um, all you have to do is you open a Roth IRA, put money in the uh, 2045 fund, then they'll handle the mix of investments that's right for you being 38. And then as you get closer to retirement every so often, the investment choices they make become more conservative. All you've got to do is put the money in it. Okay. And I have on Clark.com, I have, Agnes, for you, um, my favorite companies for you to open one of these and the link so you can open it online and link it to your checking account. I can have you in less than 10 minutes having your Roth IRA set up having chosen that target retirement fund, and you're on your way to saving for retirement. Okay, great. Does that feel good? Yes, thank you very much, Clark. Best to you. And Patty's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Patty. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. Patty, your son is doing what my son cannot wait to do. Share with your fellow listener what he's doing. My son, um, he will be a junior in college this fall, and he is going on semester at sea. It is a campus abroad. He'll be gone for a semester where they will visit 11 countries. And um, he, will, he will get 15 hours college credit. And during the semester, he'll have the opportunity when they are in port to take field trips and go out and explore with the locals. Um, He'll get to do a safari in Africa, um, the Great Wall of China. He gets to see the Taj Mahal. 
He's going to Japan, um, Vietnam. It's just a great, great experience. I'm really excited for him. Probably not as much for your wallet. No, it is taking a beating on the wallet, but this is something that we've saved for for years. And Semester at Sea does offer scholarships and work programs on the ship. So um, there's a lot of ways that you can tame the cost. Well, I know that my son is, uh, is 12, but I can already guarantee you he's going to do Semester at Sea when he's a junior. Oh, I think it's great, yes. Well, how can I be of help with this? Because this is pretty exciting. my question is, we need to get him an international credit card, and I would like your advice on the best one to get. All right, so before I give that, one thing you got to make sure your son understands backwards and forwards. Everywhere he goes on land, most anywhere in the world... They're going to try to get him to clear his credit card purchase in dollars. The answer is always no. He wants to clear in local currency because it's okay. a real ripoff on a credit card when they act like they're doing a benefit for you by trying to get you to clear it in dollars. Okay. Um, there are many credit cards now that charge no foreign currency transaction fees, and that's the kind he's got to have for the trip. Capital One was really a pioneer in this. Um, Very few American Express cards charge uh, no foreign currency transaction fees, and American Express isn't accepted a lot overseas, so I would avoid American Express. Um, A lot of the airline cards offer no foreign currency transaction fees, and a lot of credit union cards, no foreign currency transaction fees. If you have... Uh, USAA membership you can get one from them Um, there's a variety of ways to get these but the best of all is does anybody in your family have a Charles Schwab account yes Charles Schwab has uh, one thing you want to get for your son then is Charles Schwab has a debit card that he can go to ATMs and charge no uh, ATM fees at all and get money at what's known as par no no junk fees. And so he'll be able in any country he goes to to go to any ATM and withdraw money fee-free. Oh, okay. Um, but do you have, anybody in the family have like a Capital One card or anything like that that you could add him to or he gets his own? Well, he has a credit card in his name, but it's linked to our account. All so right, I got that, been, but but do you know yeah. do you know if there's foreign currency junk fees on it? No, I don't. Or right, you got to find that out because that could add an enormous additional cost to his travel. So if that card has foreign currency junk fees, you got to get another card that you get him an authorized user uh, card on that has no foreign currency fees because I'm talking about potentially big additional costs for his trip if he doesn't have one without the foreign currency junk fees. That was a double negative, but I think you get the idea. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. 
Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you're just tuning in, just moments ago I was talking with Patty about her son doing a semester at sea where he'll be in more than a dozen countries around the world and getting a full semester of college credit. One thing I forgot to mention when I was talking about credit cards and debit cards and all that is that it's a great thing to be a T-Mobile customer before her son goes overseas. And this is true for anyone who does extensive overseas travel Because T-Mobile, you can use your phone for free for data and for texting most anywhere in the world. Any calls you make are 25 cents a minute, but since you have free data, you can download apps like WhatsApp, Line, Viber, and be able to make calls to anybody who has those apps for free worldwide. Joel, I think we have time to do an Ask Clark here. Clark, let's do it. Jackie wrote in and she said, My husband and I are wondering and seriously considering taking Social Security early at age 62. Is that a good idea? I'm shallow breathing. Almost everybody, uh, well, I shouldn't say almost everybody, the, the largest percent of people who are taking Social Security take it at age 62. Only a little more than two out of 100 people wait till age 70, which is when I'm going to wait for. The longer you can wait, that it makes sense for you financially, wait because the amount of money you get initially and the amount you'll get the rest of your life in each check will be significantly larger the longer you wait. Every year you wait after age 62, your first check will be 8% larger And every time there's a cost of living adjustment, each additional check will be larger because it's built on that base instead of the much lower base that you get at age 62. Having said that, if you're not working at age 62, you have no way to come up with money to live on, I get taking it at 62. Otherwise, the real smart money waits as long as you can. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 